Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, Kimberly Murgatroyd, how are you today, my love? I am doing great. How are you? I'm really good. You know what we're going to talk about today? I do. We're going to talk about your comfort zone because that's what you wrote here. <laughs> <laughs> you wrote your comfort zone. Yeah, it's your comfort. We're going to talk about, is that because you're from New England? Is yeah, it your, is it's, it your it's com- how we say it. It's your comfort zone. There we're going to go. talk about your comfort zone, Kimberly. How are you? Oh my God. Hey, you- Judge. <laughs> Judge, you Okay. Looks like you're having a heart attack over there. Are you okay? Let's go pack the car. <laughs> that was pretty good. You've been spending a good bit of time in New England. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Everyone is looking for their passion project, their next company to build, or their project that they want to tackle. But More often than not, staying in your comfort zone is the thing that's keeping you from the success that you deserve. So we're going to talk about three things today. Number one, what is your comfort zone? Number two, how to default to your strengths. And number three, the benefits of stepping outside of your comfort zone. All right, look, we've heard all the stories. Somebody hits rock bottom. They skyrocket all the way to the top. You ever wonder why that is, Kimberly? You ever wonder why? Yeah. Well, you I do. know why, because you wrote these notes, right? <laughs> I do. All right, I so do. Let's, let's talk about your comfort zone. What is your comfort zone? So your comfort zone is that space, that place in your life where, you know, what you do, your routine, your patterns, it all is pretty minimal stress and minimal risk. Okay. So you're not taking that much risk. If it's something you know how to do, you're going through your life, you're clocking the nine to five, you're, you know, in your case, Rob, you're in the, you know, in the medical office, you're, or whatever it is, even here podcasting, that has become your comfort zone, right? You're here. But if you were to get an interview, like the one I can't say, but the one that you have coming up this weekend, that's a really, really big one. By the way, did you you notice- You can say, you know why? Why? Because by the time this airs, I will have recorded it. So you Well, you don't want to jinx yourself. Okay, yeah, you want to make sure. Yeah, you don't want to jinx yourself, but you actually have two massive interviews this Friday. And- I'm going to bet that you're slightly outside of your comfort zone on those interviews. I am absolutely outside of my comfort zone on the interviews, but it's an interesting one because I'm outside of my comfort zone in an exciting kind of way. So I'm nervous. I'm outside. And really what I want to do is (laughs) crawl under the blanket and just stick my head under there and say, okay, let's forget. Let's pretend like it never happens because it feels so daunting to me to do. So I'm I'm equal parts excited and uncomfortable. But it's just outside your comfort zone. So it's not like you're interviewing, you know, Obama, 
or something like that. So he's not coming over on Friday. You're not interviewing him. That would be something probably really far outside of your comfort zone. This one is just far enough to make you uncomfortable. This is what they call the optimal anxiety space where you've increased- Uh, I am am in optimal anxiety. That's right. I would absolutely agree with that. I am in optimal anxiety. So this is where you're going to maximize your performance, quite honestly. This is where you're going to grow because you know if you interview me, you're not getting much growth out of that, okay? We're going to laugh. We're going to have fun, but I'm your wife, okay? So you're very much in your comfort zone. But this weekend's interviews, they're going to push you to grow because these people have been interviewed by the best of the best of the best. And now your skills got to be up to par, no pressure, right? No pressure. So that, just to give our audience an idea of what that looks like, because I think sometimes people hear get outside your comfort zone. And they're like, I'm going to go skydiving, but I'm afraid of heights. Like they go so far outside their comfort zone that then they are so fearful and filled with anxiety that they go right back in that comfort zone, pull the blanket over their head and never come out again. All right, so guys, I'm going to help you with this. So, you know, when you're when you're doing sexy time with your wife, you know, you're in... You're in your. Oh my god! Your, this just turned a whole no, no, different no, hold direction. No, no, no. I'm going to make a point. You're, you're, you're in the optimal anxiety. <laughs> but if I threw you in bed with the Victoria's Secrets model, you'd go completely outside of your comfort okay, zone. Okay, hold on a second. I think you just insulted everyone's wife. No, I'm just saying that. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Most of the people listening to this are in their, you know, 30s, and nobody's 20 anymore. But you know, listen, she's not that hot. She's airbrushed. Okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is airbrushed. But she does have wings. She does have wings, and when you have wings, you can fly. So that's neither here nor there. So now we know. Oh, that's there. <laughs> so this is how Friday is starting. It's definitely not here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is how Friday is starting. Awesome. So now we know what the comfort zone is and you have a good idea of the optimal anxiety space just outside your comfort zone. That's where you're going to maximize your performance. That's where you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So next up, how to not default to your strengths. So easy to do. Yeah, this one is so good because I was having a conversation with um, a friend of mine yesterday and you know, she's got this passion inside her. She knows she's meant for something bigger. She just can't figure out exactly which path to take and the direction to go down. And so, you know, when we're having this conversation, she's telling me what she's really good at and how she can negotiate any deal and all of these things. And so at the end of it, I asked her, I said, so is that what you're passionate about? And she was like, oh God, no. I'm like, so then why are we defaulting there? Like, why is that the place that you're going to? Well, ding, 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 because that's her comfort zone. That doesn't produce anxiety. But if I say, you know, what is the thing you're really passionate about? And she lights up talking about health and fitness and about being, you know, a woman that is, you know, in her late 30s and she's, you know, traveling most of the year for work by herself and just did this trek up the PCH and her eyes are lighting up and she's, you know, and there's a lot of women that would identify with that. So my suggestion was, for her to take that to, you know, let's say IG stories and share what that is like to be not married and like flying solo and tackling the world. And, you know, there's women that will relate to that. And that's outside her comfort zone. She's going to do it, but it's outside her comfort zone. Let's drill down just a little bit more on uh, comfort zone. And I'll tell you why. There's a book that somebody recommend reading, and I started uh, reading it last night. 
And it's called uh, The War of Art uh, by Stephen Pressfield. It's been around for a while. And the book is broken up into three uh, big categories. The first category is on resistance. And it's designed to speak to people who are creative in any way, whether you're creative in the online space or you're creative in the, you know, the art space or you're creative in the music industry, whatever your creativity is. We all come up against resistance for whatever the reason is that comfort zone slash resistance area it's almost like it's an innate thing where we have to overcome it and we have to fight it which is he talks about how people tend to particularly artists tend to go into procrastination because they come up against their comfort zone when they have to get outside of their comfort zone it's easier to procrastinate so he tells stories of like you know artists who go in their room and start folding their clothes you know this is the fall collection this is the spring collection because it's easier to do that than it is to to fight against the resistance there's another book that somebody recommended, which I haven't read yet, and it's called Three Feet from Goal. And it explains even deeper that comfort zone, you can fight your comfort zone, but at the last minute, your comfort zone, the resistance is gonna fight you all the way to the end, even if you're three feet from the goal. They're still gonna fight. How many people do you know who you hear uh, talk about college and they're like, God, I was two credits away or I was like three months away from doing X, Y, or Z? Well, it's the switchback. It's the switchback. It's the switchback. And the switchback is exactly what you just said. When you're almost to the top of the mountain and you decide that you can't go any further, but if you had just gone like a little, 10 more feet, you would you would be at the summit, you know? Like the switchback is always the thing. And that's the thing where people really just collapse and fail because they're not willing to grow through it. So he suggests to make the, to label the resistance as the villain that you have to overcome. And so look at it and say, it's completely normal for me to feel uncomfortable, not want to do this, whether it is a, a, you know, a course of yoga that you started, or it's a new diet that you started, or it's writing a blog, whatever it is, and you start getting that resistance, look at it as the villain and basically say F you to it and say, I'm not going to let you do this to me all the way through until you do it. It's like he made it almost, almost like a physical act that's Like a against person that you're going against. Somebody that you're fighting against, which I thought was interesting and, and, and actually timely. Well, and it, and it brings right into your innate, like biological, you know, need to overcome and to go against the, the opponent. You know, I think a lot of people are super competitive, especially people that are listening to this podcast because everybody's trying to grow and be better and do more, right? Another example, actually, now that you're saying this is making me think of, this morning I did yoga and it's very easy for me to do the poses that I know how to do, which is basically warrior one, okay? <laughs> so, you know. By the way, if you ever take a yoga <laughs> class with your spouse, I he came to a class I was in one time and he was next to me on the mat. And, you know, we're all supposed to face the same direction. They're like, okay, you know, open toward the wall. And I, you know, open toward the wall and Rob's, staring at me because he's opening the other way. Can I tell you what I did this morning? I don't know if you, you've seen this, but the uh, the yoga instructor is taking blocks and she's putting, when, when she gets to the ab portion of it, she's putting blocks mm-hmm. between your feet and you're having to lift. You must lift. have had Laura. 
I don't know. Yeah. Um, you have to lift your thing up. So yeah. she has you put the blocks between your feet and your legs are it's like a weight. basically perpendicular all the way up and you have to hold them. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. You have to, the next move was you had to take the block and put it on the soles of your feet while your leg was up, like as if you're holding a cup of coffee, not spill it. Well, you could figure the, you could finish the rest of the story. My block drops and it hits the woman in, uh, to the side of me because <laughs> oh my, my legs were shaking right in the shoulder. Okay. <laughs> so you're the, so good at that. So the point point with the yoga is it's very easy for me to stay right within what I can do, the things I don't want to do, the things that are causing my muscles to shake, and I'm going, screw this, I don't want to do it. That's the thing I'm fighting. So it's easy to your point of staying in your strengths. It's very easy for me to just say, okay, well, I can do this, so let me just stay here. You know, and there's and there's like books out there and stuff like that that are like, just play to your strengths. Don't worry about your weaknesses. And this isn't like a thing about strengths or weakness weaknesses. This is about what are you passionate about and what are you really trying to accomplish? What is that project that you want to do? Find a way to use your strengths in that project. Like for Rob, at, for Rob to do a mastermind is the most beautiful use of his strengths. He's such a master connector. He's such a um, guy that loves to create magic moments for people. Anyone that does this mastermind, this work hard, play hard mastermind is going to be blown away because this is his gift. This is his zone of genius. Now, is he the guy that should be on a stage with, you know, delivering the content across the board? No, that's not his zone of genius. He is really good at filling it in and drawing content out of people, but that's not his zone of genius. So for him to be the connector and the guy to interview and to pull out of people what they're really looking for, this is the most perfect use of your strengths in something that you're passionate about. And I think in and outside your comfort zone, right? Yeah, well, that was that's what I was going to say. All of those things being equal, it's still outside of my comfort zone and still something that I resist. So I'm, you know, I'm fighting, which is so weird. Um, I'm fighting like little levels of procrastination here because it's so new to me. It's so outside of my comfort zone to do something like this. I feel the weight of the world's because I really want to deliver with everybody that it's, you know, when it's so overwhelming, what, what did you call it? Op optimal anxiety? Yeah. When I, it's, yeah. It, feels it feels outside of my outside of my outside <laughs> of my optimal anxiety, which is what's producing the anxiety. So, um, so I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. So what I would tell people to do, if you're really, if you're in that place that my friend's in where you don't know what you want to do and you find yourself defaulting to your strengths and what you're good at, Dreamline, play stupid idea time. Ask your friends what, you know, are naturally things that they come to you and advice for. I love Rob, I love your question about what would you do on a TED talk on uh, if it wasn't like what people would expect you to do it on? What would you, what would your topic of a TED talk be? I think that's an amazing question. Yeah, you know what? That's not actually my question. That came from Steve Jobs. Oh, okay. his, uh, well, there you go. His question that he asked his programmers, which is interesting, is if you had to do a TED Talk on something that was outside of what you're known for, i.e. programming, computer stuff, things like that, what would it be on? And what it forces the person to do is 
talk about the thing that they're really passionate about, but they don't really, really share. Because things that we're naturally good at are the things that, you know, we tend to do, let's say, professionally. You know, a programmer goes to school, they may not, maybe not even naturally good at, just something that you've made a decision to do. Like a programmer decides that he wants to do programming. What you're known for. What you're known for. But deep under there is this other thing. And when I ask that question, the answers I get are the weirdest answers. But like how I, cool I just asked is that? an FBI, you know what the FBI negotiator I just uh, asked, answered what? that question? Mountain climbing. Yeah. I mean, Something like, so random. It was the, like, but how cool is that? But that's exactly what you have to do to find your passions that are outside your comfort zone. Yep. Okay. Number three. All right. So the benefits of stepping outside your comfort zone. This one is crazy because it's actually stepping outside your comfort zone into that optimal anxiety will actually make you more productive because when you're in your comfort zone, you tend to be less productive often because you're kind of on autopilot. And so it's like, okay, I know I need to do these five tasks today and they're just not that interesting anymore because you're just kind of riding on autopilot. So your productivity is you're doing the bare minimum to get by and you're getting it done by the deadline, but there's not a whole lot of like extra going on there. But for, I'm going to use your mastermind again, you know, this thing is going to be launching for sale soon. You know, you have certain things that you have got to get done that are outside your comfort zone and you have a deadline. And so your productivity on this mastermind is is through the roof. Would you agree? I would I would agree with you and it's I tell you what's interesting with the productivity part of this. There's a little bit of slow down to speed up and I want to speak to that for a second because I think I think we confuse, I mean, this may be a side tangent here, but I think it's appropriate. We may confuse busyness with productivity. And when you're doing something new, like I'm doing with this mastermind or somebody doing something outside of their comfort zone, you have to learn it. And you have to figure out how to do it in a way that is not just busy work where you're producing shit, where you're actually producing something of value. So there's a little bit of slow down to speed up, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else? You're going to have an easier time dealing with the unexpected if you consistently play outside your comfort zone. Because, you know, when you're outside your comfort zone, you're you're used to dealing with some level of different coming at you. And, you know, for you being a certainty junkie specifically, having uncertainty come flying at you is not the easiest thing you ever did. But the more you do it, the better you're going to actually get at it. And that's Brene Brown. Brene talks about that, where, you know, don't pretend that fear and uncertainty don't exist. You are taking a risk in a controlled format. So you can be fearful. You can have anxiety. You have to deal with those emotions around it. But stay outside that comfort zone so you can grow that muscle to learn how to deal with the uncertain. You know, Brene Brown, I'm going to get the story all wrong, but you'll get the idea. So she's, she's <laughs> I love like, the preframe on that. She's like a psychologist. Maybe she's a therapist. Maybe she's a, I don't know what she is, but she's something like a psychologist or a professor. This or, is starting or maybe, really maybe well. she rides horses. I don't know, <laughs> but she does something like this. And they had asked her to do a TED talk. So she was crazy nervous to do this thing. And she had this prepared speech and she hired a coach and she was ready to go. Comes on the day before she comes on the stage, she tears up the paperwork and she just decides that she's going to talk about how nervous she is and how 
vulnerable she feels. And she's literally shaking, sweating through her, her, her you know, her, her clothes, her armpits, the whole thing. And she gets off stage thinking that her career is over. She'll never be asked to do anything again because she completely wigged out on stage in front of a TED audience. Just tells her husband comes home. I don't want to. I don't want to see anything on the internet. Don't tell me anything. And he wakes her up the next morning. He said, I, "I looked," and she says, "I told you not to tell me anything." He said, "You have 17 million views on it since last night." She's one of. She has one of the highest downloaded TED talks because she focused on something that we all have trouble with uncomfortableness, if that's a word, vulnerability, and she chose to be honest. So the point here is that if you have something that is outside of your comfort zone and it's uncomfortable and you feel vulnerable, step into it, be honest about it and say, you know what? I'm scared. This doesn't feel really good for me right now, but I'm going to do it Anyway, I am going to beat the villain of resistance. And even if I screw it up, because you have to start somewhere. Drop the mic. <laughs> hold on. You, you know, hold on. A, you know minute, this ready? is a podcast and I they can't see Sorry, you. Sorry, ready? Hold on. <laughs> they, that was a pencil. I they, dropped the pencil, but it was like a microphone. They can't see you dropping the mic. Well, on that mic drop, I'll say goodbye, everybody. And we'll see you next week. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.